Welcome. Good morning, everyone. To another awesome episode of Relatively Subjective. Subjective. Yeah, that, that's it's not the, the word. morning. <laughs> uh, my name is David. I'm George. And we are cousins. Yeah. And we have lots true. of thoughts about movies. Yeah. Hence, relatively subjective. Yeah, and instead of just talking to each other about it in the privacy of a Chili's or something, we're just gonna do it and uh, put it on the internet, record it, put it on the internet. What movie are we doing today? What so today, we welcome everyone to Ready Player One. Yeah, yeah. This should be a good one. Uh, it was really should advertised it? really well, and yeah. it was uh, it was everyone should see this movie. Based on the novel, written in 2011 or something, Spielberg picked it up. He didn't wanted to make a movie out of it. He and and, and he did, did. <laughs> and he did as as he does. Yeah, with he, things. That's all he does. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently we ha- we both have lots of thoughts about this movie and we're going to spoil well, the shit out of it. Yes. So as per usual, if you haven't seen it, um, just go see it. Uh, yeah. But if you have seen it, listen to what we have to say. If you want, maybe um, you'll agree. Maybe you'll disagree. And if you do, you just uh, let us know and we'll uh, definitely address it. Yes. You can leave us comments on our Facebook and Twitter and our Instagram and our YouTubes. And our YouTubes and the internets, all yep, the internets. All that stuff. And let us know what you think. Yeah. All right, let's just dive in. All right, what happened in this movie? All right, so uh, the movie opens up. Uh, it is post-apocalyptic, kind of. Yeah, 2045, uh, I believe. Uh, yeah. It stars this one kid. His name is Wade, and he lives in the stacks. Yeah, which, which is, is just, just tra- a trailer park of the future. Very, yeah, very vertical trailer park. Uh, I, should, I should note before this, um, David has not read this. Yeah, you haven't. And George and has. David loves to refer to himself in the, thir- in the third person. <laughs> Just want to let them know who's who. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to be speaking more about the movie itself, um, whereas we are. I assume George is going to spoil some things in the book. Oh yeah, if you didn't, um, if you didn't read the book and want to, don't listen to this. I'm going to spoil the book. I'm going to spoil the shit out so of the book. So basically, nobody listened to this. No podcast. one listened to this. <laughs> All right, I'm telling you to go read a book and go watch a movie. Until yeah. they've done that, then then you'll listen to this. Yeah. Unless you don't care about either one and just want to hear people talk about it and uh, tell you what the story is. Yeah. After this, after the end of this podcast, if you want to go see the movie or read the book, then also let us know. You are allowed to do whatever you want. That's you. that's the thing. Free will. We believe in it. Okay, so right. Wade is in these vertical stacks. Um, he's a kid of the future. He's his parents worked or were born yeah. or died they died some like they died horrible world war three slash four yeah something something or some, something but i forget i think it. it was like they were just like poor and they couldn't afford stuff or, happens, or food man. or something yeah it happens. happens to the uh, best of us so wade watts his father gave him the name because hey it sounded like a superhero yeah uh and Kept this entire this entire movie is a an homage to the 80s yeah this entire movie yeah um so if you like the 80s you found the right movie you found the right movie but um, uh so he's 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 in the future he he grew up um playing the oasis as m- everyone in the world does yes. because the world as we know it is sucks it, it's terrible there's poor a people, high unemployment rate um people just don't have any money to do anything the currency in the oasis is actually like more important than real than money actual real money world. yeah uh, so the oasis is this crazy uh online immersive. video game where you can do anything do anything Literally you you anything. go to school with it you can exercise with it you can visit any 
fictional world you've ever wanted to be a part of with any fictional vehicle or weapons or outfits. You can change who you are. You can be Batman. You can be Indiana Jones. You can be whatever you want in this world. And, and any, any uh, Steven Spielberg owned any, anything that Steven Spielberg movie. did, you could be E.T. <laughs> you could be you could be uh, a Schindler. <laughs> you could be a Schindler. You could be Schindler. <laughs> if you really if, wanted if to. You, if you, yeah. I, you know that the sad thing is, or the weird thing is, that that would to- that would happen. It, people would do it. Yeah. There would totally be a Hitler. DC. In, yeah. In the Oasis. Yeah. Multiple Hitlers probably. Yeah. But we saw we saw Chun Li a bunch. We saw that girl from Overwatch. I don't know. You know her name? Yeah, um, Tracer. I think. Yeah, there you the go. Tracer. Sorry, one. the English Sorry, gamer one. community. I don't yeah. know who that is. Yeah. Um, we saw the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We saw Batman. Um, we saw we saw some pretty cool people. We saw yeah. obviously, if you've seen the commercial, you know that the Iron Giant is in this movie. Yep. That was honestly the only thing I needed to see to watch this movie. But we'll get yeah. to that. All right. Uh, so he goes to the Oasis, and so the whole 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 thing about this movie is that. They're searching for the creator, Halliday. He's the creator of the Oasis. He hid an Easter egg in the game yeah. after he died. Yeah. And whoever finds it becomes the new owner of the Oasis. It's it's a Willy Wonka deal. Yeah. Basically. Except for instead of a golden ticket, you have to figure out the hidden things that he left in the game. These keys. To open the gates. To give you clues to find the next key, and then eventually the very last egg. Yeah. Um, the eggs at the end, you get three keys to get to each other key. You get the last key, get all three keys, key it up, key party, <laughs> and you get the egg. And then you own basically the world because this is pretty much, yeah. This company is just owns like the most everyone, powerful everyone thing. Everyone is on it. Yeah. Everything and everyone is on the Oasis. Yeah. So uh, you basically own a, like the world. Yep. The online yep. world. So okay. yeah, so the so the world is is uh is made up of people that dedicate their lives to finding this egg. So they're called egg hunters, but they short it to gunters. Gunters. Uh and our main characters um Wade who in his in the Oasis calls himself Parzival. Um, and then his best friend H, uh, who we should we just spoil it now? I guess. I guess. Uh, uh, we find out. Oh, in in the game, I guess they are like this big hulking, like half robot dude. But in the real life, they're just a, a female. Just, yeah. Her name is Helen. Uh, and then Artemis, who um, we find out, who I mean, obviously is the uh, love interest of the of the movie, um, Samantha. So they are the three main characters. They are the Gunters that um, are searching for the egg, and I mean, eventually they all work together anyway. Yeah. But um. But but some some Gunters join clans and like help each other to try and find the 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 keys and the and the clues and stuff. There's a lot of backstory that goes on yeah. in this one. Well, the movie opens up with about 15 minutes of exposition. Like, well, it's because li- they have to it's introduce li- yeah, us to it's this, seriously, all of this stuff. And uh, yeah, and. How did you feel about that? I felt betrayed and <laughs> and honestly a little a little upset. No, I, I was I was I was very convinced that this mo- this book should have been two movies. Oh. Because there's just so much to go over obviously and instead of having 25 minutes of exposition in the beginning 
you could have had it all play out in the first half, like the first part of the the book, like the first part movie, movie. you know. Um, eh. That's what that's what <laughs> I thought. This this movie kind of didn't do it for me, just because it's so much material to go over, and it's so many references, and the book is just chock full of references and explaining the references and why Wade knows it and all that stuff. The fun stuff I thought of the book was totally dismissed and glazed over in the movie with just like, Oh look, the iron giant. Oh look, King Kong. Oh look, the Jurassic park T-Rex. And it's just like, yeah, but there's so much more that happens before this. This is totally different. Well, let's just go over it. So, (laughs) Uh, I so, mean, so, okay, obviously there's a lot of stuff that happened in the book, but I just want to say at the beginning, before we continue, that I, I, you already know that I didn't uh, read the book. I don't care. Yeah, um, yeah. Everything, I mean, this has happened since the dawn of making movies out of books. Yeah. It happened with The Watchmen. It happened with uh, Walking Dead. It happened with Harry Potter. It happened with Lord of the Rings. There, you have to cut shit down to make it a good movie. Now, I'm not saying that the thing that they cut, they stuff that they cut out, is not important. I'm not saying that it doesn't drive character development or plot. I'm just saying that the way the artist, director, producer, screenwriter, everything, buddy, everybody like that, what they use to work with to put in the movie is a whole different conversation. Mm. You know, you choose to put in the movie what you think will make a good movie. Not everything in the book could be used. I mean, in this book specifically, I think just because of the way the movie, the book works, everything could have been done visually just because it's, I feel like it would just work. Mm -hmm. But for certain books, you can't. Like, you have to cut shit down. Brevity, obviously, is a thing. Character portrayals, um, you know, shit has to change. Uh, So for those of you purists out there that are just like, it was nothing like the book. You have to make, put everything in. I disagree. You, (laughs) You have to as a movie maker, get to the point. You have to show things visually, and you have to, you can't do any, like, I'm sh- uh, I've, I've read like a couple pages of the actual book. He talks to himself a lot, because yeah. he's the main character. Yeah. In the movie, you can't have a movie where he just talks to himself okay. the entire movie. What, what so I... I, there are just certain things that I think needed to be changed. Like I said, I haven't read the book, so I don't know yet, but for what it's worth, the movie, however it was portrayed, was what we got. So those of you are out there who are just like, this should be changed or this should have changed, whatever. Don't put that on the movie. Just go into the movie, viewing it as a movie, and take it for what it is. Don't yeah. try to compare it to anything because obviously you're always going to be dis. Uh, you're, you're right. Your your imagination your imagination has no budget, so like everything in your head when you're reading is obviously yeah. like ten times a million times better. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to say that going forward. Like I said, I haven't read the book, but I'm going to judge the movie for what the movie was. So I wasn't one of those kids that read Harry Potter. I mm-hmm. just watched the movies. I still haven't read them. So this is my my opportunity to be the I read the book guy. <laughs> and and I and I and I and I'm I'm older. Like I'm an older person and I went through all the Harry Potter people telling me like actually they didn't do this and you know, I I was just like, Yeah, whatever. You were twelve when you read yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's different. Yeah. So I read this book as a 26-year-old man, and <laughs> um, and I and I uh, and I told myself that this is a movie, you know what they do to them, so just think of it 
it's totally separate like as as its own story being told which it is exactly however i did not enjoy the changes made because it felt like like i i understand the whole changing things for movies i don't understand changing every everything or like the the sort of story or heart that was in the book or the the storyline in general because the the thing i'm thinking about most are the keys Mm -hmm. and the challenges and all that just as an example so i don't i'm gonna try my best not to spoil like the book as much as i can but just the first so the first easter egg the first the first key in the movie is a race Mm -hmm. and People have tried it for years, apparently, and it's just there was no there were no there was no finding the first first challenge. There was no like like trying to figure out a clue that's like that nobody could figure out except for the main character, which makes him special. It's just this is the race. That's how you get the first key. It's real hard. You can't do it. No one's ever gotten past the last part. Also, we should should note that it's been five years since he died. So people have been working on this for five years. For five years. For five years, everyone has known that that race is how you get the first key. You mean to tell me, (laughs) as I've said earlier, that these gunters dedicate their lives, don't have jobs. They dedicate their lives to finding the Easter egg. And they couldn't figure out how to beat this race for five years. In the book, Halliday reveals his challenge, but gives you nothing. He's just like, "This is the challenge." Bye, and <laughs> dies, and now, and then at <laughs> least, dead. and he's just like, just dead. And what makes Wade so special and the main character so special, you know, like like makes him the main character is that he's the only one that figures it out, and then you know other people do, but it's because of his actions, yeah. you know. And what was so the first challenge? The first, cha- the first key was um, in that um, like sort of temple, but it was on a school planet where nobody looked on one of the... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget what they were called, the, the school planets. But Ludus. The Ludus. The one of the Ludus planets. Um, that too, like just like not, not having him in school or like, like showing how important the Oasis is. Because in the book... In the book, in the book. <laughs> Every time you say in the book, you have to say it like that. I know. In the book. Do you want me to say the rest? I'm no, not gonna no, do just, it. just in, so the, in book. the book. Wade is a student, as everyone in society yeah. is now. They just put on the Oasis, and that's how you go to school. You become your avatar. You go to whatever planet, school planet, Ludus planet you're assigned to. You go to class. That's how it works. Very cool. That's how jobs, some jobs work. That's how like a lot works. In this movie, he was like what, eighteen, something like that. 18? Yeah, he was like he was he yeah. was relatively but there, young. Uh, but there, you know, there was no mention of school. He was like a senior in high school or yeah. something, right? So, so, so he's, so not only does Halliday's challenge show that he wanted anyone, like even a student mm-hmm. or even like like yeah. the poorest of poor people, could figure this out and do it themselves, but like. You you didn't see how important the oasis was. So, so he in the book in the book he finds out that it's on one of these school planets. He goes there. He's the first one to ever find it. Or he actually you find out that Artemis found it early but couldn't beat the challenge. 
and because of his knowledge of of uh, joust and a very old video game he's able to get the first key as opposed to the movie where he's in the race he does the race and you see like you know it's a really cool sequence the uh, king kong and among other challenges are awaiting you in this race but king kong uh, chases you the entire time and then at the end you can't get past him that was a thing i what was the the clue that that made him he went to the 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 so in in the oasis there's a um holidays i guess journal that it was digitized everything that his was ever like he had ever done at the company turned into a sort of museum planet a, yes, thing a, a museum part that you could see at like different angles and you could like zoom in and and you know rewind and just it literally had literally all of his play, memories yeah, play and everything from like the very beginning of his uh career of creating the oasis to up until he died yeah uh so one of the uh sequences that he that uh wade was looking at was a uh, a part where um ogden morrow who was played by sean simon peg simon peg my bad um, sean of the dead sean, yeah uh <laughs> 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 who's played by simon sean. peg um they're talking so they're they're business par- partners and they're talking we find out through the movie that um halliday actually kicked ogden morrow out of the company yep um and it was always one of his biggest regrets. We find out, blah blah blah. But in that sequence, he legit, he like, he turns to the camera. Basically, <laughs> he turns to Wade, and he goes, and "Oh, maybe like, if you went backwards I in wish, the race, you would I find wish, the key." That's not what he said. That's exactly what he <laughs> but said. But he said, "But no." Uh, Simon Pegg's character was um, Ogden Morrow was like, "Maybe you know we can't go back." And Halliday was like, "I wish we could. We could just go back. Just go really fast. Let's just go back." Um, Bill and Ted did it. And that part was just like, eh. um, but that obviously becomes the clue that he needs to realize that he needs to go, you know, instead of obviously going forward, he needs to reverse on the racetrack and a secret door opens up and he goes underneath all the racetrack and he just ends up in Central Park or in, in the Oasis Central Park where he gets the first key. Yep. Um, which I thought was, I mean, it was, okay, so my whole thing about this movie was that the Oasis was beautiful it was it was their avatars were gorgeous the hair on these avatars their eyes their character design the world itself the interaction between all these cgi creatures was amazing it was beautiful it was fantastic and the real world and the real actors and the real acting that they did was just not Mm. so that's one of the biggest gripes i have about this movie is that I wanted them to be on the Oasis as much as possible. Yeah. And when you have a you know a big budget movie like this, and you have actually actual actors, you don't care about them. You don't want to see them. Yeah, that's uh, it's kind of yeah. It's difficult. not. It's not a good thing. Um, it's, not, it's not a good thing. But uh, so anyway, that's how he finds the first key. Yep. Uh, and then obviously he's falling in love with Artemis, so he uh, she figures it out because she was on the track with him. But like everybody else figures it out. So you get the the high five is what they're called. It's uh, Parzival at the top, who is Wade. Samantha, who is Artemis, H, who is his best friend, who turns yeah. out to be a woman, and then two other ones that we kind of really, they kind of like pay, they, they're like <sighs> big enough in the Oasis, but then when it comes to real life, they're like, they don't really matter as I'm much. I'm slowly realizing uh, how much this should be a review of the book instead of the I movie. Like I, I, like I, oh my God. All right, movie the movie. Okay. <laughs> okay, movie. movie you know movie, what? Movie. How about this? If people want it, if you're out there, and once I finish the book, we can do a review of the book. Yes. Uh, that would be great. If you guys don't care, 
we won't. The problem with me right now is that I'm really struggling not to talk about the book because I think it's so much better. Well, obviously, yeah, I mean, there's so like, much stuff in there. Like, like you know, like when it's you like see these characters, when you see these characters on screen, you're just like, oh, they're gonna do this because you know they because were they, they were a badass they in, the book, in the book, or they, nope. and there's this complete character change, and it's just, ugh, only. All right, I'm gonna stick to the movie now. I, 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 I just can't think about the book now, or else I'm gonna. We're this podcast is gonna be three hours long. All right, <laughs> we already so, have a time issue. We're yeah, we have that. a time issue. We so, got a few to Second do. key. Second. <laughs> so, so he gets the key and um, he gets a clue, um, a little riddle to find the the second one, and um, and you know the the rest of the five get it. So they're they're at the top of the scoreboard. Oh, we should also we talk about, about the, the main bad guys of the movie. The bad guy of the which movie. We totally it's, forgot. <laughs> this movie's not. This movie's not about just people like helping each other and trying to find the yeah, egg together. Oh, um, it's that would not, be a nice movie. No. So there's the number two company in the world, and it's um, run by Sorrento. Um, Nolan Sorrento. Nolan Sorrento, who is this out of touch corporate guy who wants to own the oasis so he can flood it with ads and have people pay for it as opposed to it being free and like this amazing service and game to everyone in the world yeah so innovative online industry ioi and they're and they're uh they have people working for ioi where they simply go into the oasis is is to be corporate drones to try to find you have Halliday historians yeah. who study Halliday, all of 80s pop culture experts and stuff to try and figure out the riddles and stuff so they can gain control of this billion-dollar company. They're called oologists. Yeah, oologists. Which, because yeah. why? Because. I mean, they don't explain it in the movie, so <sighs> why do they explain it in um, the book? How do they explain I don't, that's the thing. I'm, I'm not too sure if they use that in the book. Really? If oologist was a thing in the book. Is it? He mouthed. I'm pretty sure it was. For <laughs> those of you listening, that is what I said. Yeah. Uh, anyway, whatever. so so we have these people who are like basically are just you know corporate drones, like I said, corporate drones who work for IOI, and um, they have just like a basic avatar in the uh, Oasis, and their ID number starts with a six, so they are called Sixers. Yeah, and. Uh, they are pretty much given whatever they're needed, yeah. what they need to, yeah, like, in com- terms of weapons, company, vehicles, so they like, like they're they they're just fed things to, to win. win whatever race they need to, whatever they need to do to get a key or whatever. Um, so, was it before the second key or after that he gets in, tries to get in touch with, um, with? With Wade, with Parzival. Uh, he calls him after I think he gets the. I think it's after the first key. Okay. He so uh, uh no uh Nolan Sorrento he calls Parzival into a you know just secure chat line whatever, to basically just try to recruit him. So yeah. he, he wants him to join the team and like he will he offers him, him like a ten million dollar a year salary. You can gets, live he gets on twenty five million dollars once he like gets the third key or whatever. Yeah. Um, which he's obviously get, is like a huge amount of money. He's gonna get room and board at IOI headquarters. He's gonna get any chair. anything he wants in the <laughs> Oasis. Yeah, like the rig that they get him, top of the line. So stuff. he offers him basically the world except for being in charge. Yeah. Uh, to basically sell out all the rest of the Gunters and the rest of the world in trying to get IOI to get the egg first. Yep. And 
Surprise, surprise, he turns it down. Yeah, because he's um, a good guy. Yes. But it turns out Nolan Sorrento knows exactly who Parzival is. We should also let you know that people don't really show their real face or their real name on the Oasis. It's yes. all their avatar and all like code names, whatever. So when, it f- when he finds out so. that he knows everything about him, he's sort of like, he's oh freaked out. my God. And what does he do? He straight up blows up his stack. He blows up his stack. Yep. Blows killing. Stack up, killing his aunt and uncle who are terrible people anyway. I mean, they deserved it. But like yeah. the rest of the people in the stack. No. I, you mean you should definitely not kill anyone ever also. I mean, true. But the nice old lady... He, yeah. he saw for five seconds. Yeah. Who also didn't die don't somehow. Anyway, so he, he so killed he's a whole willing bunch of to kill. He's willing a to do whatever it takes to get this egg. Killing. Yes. He's uh he's super corporate. No one's like, and he, I mean he we'll has do it takes. he does have this little um um henchwoman <laughs> to do his killing for so him stupid. because obviously he can't do it himself because he's a coward. But uh, I actually, <laughs> she when she was first on the screen, I was just like, "Who's this chick?" Yeah. Like she kind of looks like d- the discount girl from um, what was that uh, British spy movie? Oh, you're gonna have to be more specific than that. <laughs> <laughs> the more recent one with Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, um, uh, Kingsman. Yes, Kingsman. She reminded me of well, a discount version of the, the legs lady. The legs lady. Yeah. And so she was cool. Her name was Finale, F- which apostrophe N A L E Finale. Finale. Yep. Uh, who? Oh, like, like I said, the human interaction, like the person-to-person interaction, was not the best in this movie. Mm. Um, to me, anyway. Yeah. Uh, and their interaction was one that I. Like, I quest. I kept questioning. I was for what? I was just like, so the first time you see her, she's in the boardroom and she's just like, yeah, we got another uh, indentured servant like place up and running, whatever, so they can make money or you know just steal people's lives. Uh, And that's the first time we see her, and I'm just like, yeah, she looks like she can be badass. She looks kind of like she's gonna be like the enforcer, which is great because obviously we're always used to it being like this bald, scarred old guy who's yeah. like gonna kill everybody but yeah. she's like you know ponytail like yeah active lady so I, I was like okay cool but like any other time after that when literally he says go and kill them and she's like why don't you do it he's like no yeah. you do it like yeah. that's why i pay you yeah so like whatever that interaction was that they were trying to make us feel in that like obviously nolan sorrento's a coward and obviously yeah. this bitch is a bad bitch yeah. but she was like never she like never did anything that i was just like oh yeah like yeah. she's good at her job like she's not she's no like, she's she, not good she, at her job she fucks up everything after <laughs> after setting up that indentured servant yeah. thing she, she fucks everything up after else, that right yeah she so she she i mean eventually we're jumping around a little bit yeah we're but, jumping uh, around a lot but uh uh Art- artemis or sam and wade they meet in real life obviously because his house just got exploded so people know who he is now yeah uh, so she picks him up brings him to her like resist quote-unquote uh, resistance yeah pad. there's a resistance but like what resistance i know i don't i didn't get that really yeah. um so anyway they fall in love whatever you know they have like a moment uh and then you know this lady finale she busts in to their resistance movement and like shoots everybody up and captures everyone um and all she does when they capture artemis is like Oh, I know your real name. This is all the debt that you have. Let's go. Yeah. I was like, that's it. 
You're not gonna like, at least like I don't know slap her across the face. I don't know like do something. Kind of she was just like, hey, my men did it. Let's what? go. I don't understand if she if they're just willing to blow up people. Like why wouldn't they just like shoot kids in the yeah, face? Yeah, that's like it's I like, thought it was boom. gonna be like a, it's like you're Artemis, right? Like you're on the scoreboard. You could totally but boom. Dead. And then and then what? <laughs> out of nowhere. So obviously uh, Parzival or Wade he escapes and H finds him in real life. We find out she is Helen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they go to her van where she has Daito and show and then they're as they're driving away like this girl finale and a couple of guards like run out of and they the stop. alley yeah and they look at the car like I was just like when were you chasing yeah. this van like it, it was yeah. never like they never set that up so like you running into the alley and just like oh they got away like yeah. who's like who who's they like you yeah. you knew this was happening yeah. why didn't no. you do anything else no they just had like one little drone that didn't have any turrets on it which would have been smart and it got I guess it got beat up can you see why I want to talk about the book Daito. instead of this <laughs> it's just so it was just it was it's a very clunky movie it's got a lot of plot holes it's got it's it's clunky like like I keep saying though it's clunky in the real world. In in the Oasis, it's clean, it's sharp, and there's, like, an actual plot, I think, anyway. Yeah. Or at least there's a, there's, there's a semblance of a plot. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. so anyway, they, they go on H's mobile rig, and they are able to access the Oasis from her van, which yeah. is how we find out she's been, you know, evading IOI since the beginning. Yeah. Um, so... Let's see. Artemis is now indentured, but obviously they get her out. Uh, and so while this is all happening in the real world, uh, Nolan Sorrento in the Oasis finds the location of the third trial. Yeah, the uh, third key, yeah. And how he he protects it is it's on planet Doom, which yeah. was kind of fun, in this giant castle, which I'm not sure if they named in the movie or not. I'm not sure. It was just like a huge uh, ziggurat like pyramid super, thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, and to keep everyone out, they activate the orb of Osuvox, yeah. uh, which you know has to be activated by a 99-level wizard or whatever and uh, can only be deactivated with a, I was going to say catchphrase, yeah. <laughs> a, with, a spell. With a spell. <laughs> with uh, fancy words. Fancy words. Uh, probably Latin. Yeah. Um, so that's like, that's, okay, now continue oh. from there. Okay. If you want. All right. I can I'll try. Um, what was the second key? I totally forgot what the second key was. Uh, the second key. What was the second race? Key? It was race, and then oh, it was the uh the shining. Oh my god, that whole uh, shining part. Totally uh, forgot about that part. Okay, so this was actually uh, a really cool part. Was it? Yes, it was, was really it? cool. It was really cool for like one or two reasons. I have to blow my nose. So, so. Well, they find out that um, in the real world, in the past, Halliday went on a date with the woman who was Ogden Morrow's wife. And yes. she unfortunately passed away. They both met her at the but, same time. But he, he fell in love loved with her. her yeah. uh, but he let her get away. He went on one date with her. And then that was they it. went to go see The Shining. And they went to go see the, and they saw a movie. They saw The yeah. Shining. So that was where the second key was hidden. Yes. So they go in. So my favorite part actually is when they actually step into The Shining. Yeah. And it's The, the Shining. Overlook Hotel. It's yeah. It's like mm-hmm. The Shining. It's not CGI. It's photorealistic, like reproduction of The Shining. And 
for, as someone who's obviously seen The Shining, it was it was a really cool sequence. It was really fun. Like you you get the little girls, you get the blood. Uh, obviously, there's like some mix up in the in like the the. Well, yeah, there the there change. were part there were things yeah. that didn't happen um, that do happen in the game. Yeah. Yeah. But like obviously, it, you know, it plays as a video game, so like you have to be able to, you know, yeah, jump, dodge, jump, do- no, dodge, dip, dive, and dodge. That, yeah, there's another you quoted dodgeball. I forgot. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but so anyway, so like there's this cool sequence I think where H, who's never seen The Shining, is just is pa- basically put through the worst parts of the movie in yeah. like a really quick montage. Like she sees the little girls and she's like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> and then and, was, and then she it's goes so funny. and then she and goes into towards the elevator and everyone and who's seen it is just like, like no! "No!" And then obviously the blood comes out um and then she's uh she's put into uh the room with the naked lady who turns evil and yeah. like and then she's put into the the maze and like it's like the best parts of that movie. In like a five minute sequence, and then obviously um, Artemis and um, Parzival pull her out. But like that whole sequence, like it was suspenseful and it was hilarious. Like I thought it was like a really good combination of action and like you know sus- suspense, but comedy. I thought it was like the entire that entire scene. I think worked really well for the movie. Okay, I really liked it. I think differently. I think. <laughs> So I think that there. W- what was the challenge exactly in that in The Shining? Like you, you got to the ballroom with all the ghosts there dancing. Didn't happen in the movie. Didn't happen in the movie. Didn't happen in The Shining. I mean, like it, oh, in The Shining. In the Shining. Oh no, no. Like, so, there was no, so it there was were a, no like weird it was Disney a, ghosts. It was a com- it was a combination of his favorite movie and one of his favorite video games, which was like some zombie game from the 1980s. Okay. So he, that's why he was making the zombies dance, and then obviously. But then he had to dance. You had to like go and save save his a, a representation of his love. of his love yeah. of Ogden's wife. And then it turned into. And then yeah, then you then got you the got, key. You get the second key. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? The wizard Anorak. Anorak, Anorak. yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's what happens. Yeah. Uh, so that's how they get the second key, and then obviously there's a riddle on it um, about something. I forget. But they find it. But they find it. Yep. You know, uh, yep. Every key comes with one. Every key comes with a riddle. Yeah. So. So then, uh, so then, uh, like we said, IOI or uh, finds the location of the third trial, um, but they haven't defeated it yet. Obviously. Uh, yeah. So there's the Orb of Osivox who is guarding the um, the castle, so nobody can get in. Yep. And then Parzival delivers his powerful speech to get all the Gunters in yeah. the Oasis to attack Nolan Sorrento's forces. Just you know, because obviously Nolan Sorrento just wants to make it a money grab, and he's gonna you know make it. He's gonna not destroy free. the oasis. He's gonna destroy yeah. the oasis. So he's just like you know, all the Gunters come and help me out so that we can defeat him once and for all. And, yeah. You know. Yeah, and then the you, and then of awesome. course everyone comes, and you see people like, like with their headsets, like even on the streets. Yeah. Like you Which know, was like, pretty cool. That was cool. And uh, and then you see like a, just a mess of of, of pop culture references. It's like you everything. see a, a team of, of Master Chiefs come down. Yeah, they, there's a kid of Master Chiefs. And there's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah. I saw uh, there's Chucky in there. Yeah, the Batmobile. Cool. Yeah, so Battle they Toads. Use Battle Toads. They use Chucky Chun-Li. as a weapon. Yeah, which I forget is awesome. who pulled it out. Who pulled, I forget who was it. Just some rando, and I they like, gave so, yeah. it to. I was just like, yeah, he's like, use this. this, and it's Chucky, and then they they throw it at like the, the Sixers, uh, the, uh, the Sixers, and, and he just goes around. And he like just <laughs> jumps on one, stabs one, jumps it's on the awesome. other, stabs him. Yeah, uh, it was really great. 
Uh, yeah. that, so that entire fight scene in the Oasis, like I said, was freaking awesome. So what's his name? Uh, Wade or Parzival? He owns the DeLorean. So yeah. like he's like like going through like hitting people and like strafing around in his car, like shooting shit and. Yep. You know, there was there was a couple cool parts with Chucky with a lot of IOI with a lot of Sixers dying, and then he got a rail gun, yeah. and like Sixers were dying. So yeah. uh, they had they have a really a lot of um, like well known recognizable video game weapons, like yeah. a couple of guns that were in there. They yeah. also brought in uh, obviously the Iron Giant. If you've seen the commercial, they brought in Mecha Godzilla. Well, yeah, because Sorrento uses that as a defense, right? Yeah. Like he uses Mecha Godzilla. All right, so, oh God, I just have so many problems with this movie that I just, like, I'm literally just listening to you and, like, going over in my head, like, what I don't like that's coming out of your mouth that I saw. And I'm just like, yep, the book was better. Like, that's all I was no, thinking. No, how do you say it? The book. No, like, like what was it? It's in the book. Yeah. Man. In the book. But that that scene i was looking forward to the most i i honestly didn't even like watch the trailers because i didn't want to see anything that it. was going to happen like you know i did you didn't get to the up to the the fight on fight scene god oh my god all i can say that is it was supposed to be a lot better however in terms of just like plot in this movie you saw Sorrento scroll through a bunch of, like, Megazords, right? Yeah. And he only used one? Well, he got he was using Megazilla, and then he died. His avatar died. He has how many people working for him? He couldn't pick three guys out of the lines. Like, you get uh, well, the Megazord no, from Mario Morph and Power Rangers. You get... Um, no, and Sorrento is a known selfish bastard. And a coward. So why would he give? He's an out of touch corporate guy who would do anything to to win. And he would, and he had literally has and a fortune to he buy any weapon. He unleashed the mega bomb, whatever that was. But that is honestly like the last resort because it destroys everything. Every avatar on the. Other why? Planet. Like, like I just didn't see why. Like this person, the the, the villains just came off as so incompetent and so well, like yeah, unable he totally to was. like. If if there was so if the bad guy was someone like Wade, they would have won years ago. <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, even if you were like this corporate guy who doesn't play video games and you'd like just want to get this Easter egg so you can get the company, you've already hired all the nerds to do all to do all the heavy lifting. You literally have to just be like nerds. How do I win against all these people? Nerds, and the nerds, assemble. the nerds will be like, put us in. Yeah. Give us this Megazord because this Megazord has this beam yeah. and this beam destroys all these people. And then if that person gets in that Megazord, he has this sword and this sword will destroy half the, the, the planet. So just like, and you could be Mecha Godzilla if you want, yeah. but we will have an army of mechs. Yeah, a giant. And we will plow through all of these little like people like on vehicles that we'll just step on. Because not only do we have that, but we have this uh, invincible force field anyway. But, you know, Which totally, totally, <laughs> no, totally just put everything on you just using this Mecha Godzilla that you have no idea how it works or, or anything. Like, 
even even like even not referencing the book because the book you, wait till you read that because I was reading it and my jaw was open the entire time <laughs> I was just like oh, no oh, what, oh, I was on the train reading this and I was just like oh, people were scared uh, <laughs> I would be too yeah but it just seemed like there was no like the challenges were what stopped Sorrento in the books they were so difficult mm-hmm. they were so obscure that only someone that was really paying attention could do it. Not even people that he hired could do it. Yeah. In the movie, all of these challenges seem so much easier. Like not even compared to the book, if you want, just so easy, even to like me, a casual gamer. Yeah. Like if I was, if like I could literally give my dad a million dollar company he doesn't even speak English. He doesn't even like play video. Like he's never played a video game in his life. And I'd be like, Hey dad, if you find this hidden thing in this video game, you can own the world, become a, a, a billionaire. billionaire. And then he's just like, okay, um, can I give you money? And you just figure it out. I'd be like, yeah, I'll do it in like 48 hours done. But no, like he's just like, I, I didn't understand the logic of someone who had all of these resources at his disposal, but couldn't figure out these very easy easter eggs to get to the easter egg that's it that's all i have to say but then he would have he would have um failed the last test oh yeah even that's true because even after you get the three keys you talk to anorak comes and he appears before you and he puts a contract in front of you and says just sign your name and you will own everything and it was a trick Yep. It was a test. Yep. And Parzival, who obviously, you know, got all three keys, whatever, um, he passed. He was able to see through that writing the contract was the one thing that he regretted the most because it kicked out Ogden Morrow of his company. Yeah. So, anyway, Artemis is able to <laughs> bring down the Orb of Ossibox. Yeah, um, because she's in IOI headquarters yeah, as an was, indent- like, indentured servant thing. She infiltrated them. Kind yeah. Of. Uh, and then you know a bunch of fight scenes happen. Uh, we forgot to talk about Irock, uh, TJ Miller. TJ Miller. Who, He's probably the my favorite part of this movie. He might have been my least favorite. Part. Really, his voice. I mean, his character was hilarious. It was awesome. It was great. I just don't like his voice. Really? Yeah, I just can't. I feel like he does that like slacker voice so perfectly that but it's ex- his that's exactly the reason why i don't like it but like that's his thing like like if i ever like, if i ever do go anything else right like besides, if I, he's just like that if i ever couch yeah if nothing. i ever go see anything with tj miller in it i know tj miller is gonna say something like we could do that or we could eat pizza <laughs> and i'm like yeah, yeah tj miller yeah. that's what we could Sit do on the couch and eat pizza. yeah let's eat pizza and he was like like the a badass in this in the book he's not yeah that that character change I actually enjoyed, but if they did everything that the book did, it wouldn't work. Yeah. But he was this total badass, like, and he was just like, even if you had like, even Irock like would have like told like if I were Irock and I worked for Sorrento, I'd be like, dude, give me a million dollars and a, and a Megazord, I'll have this f- cleaned up in no time. Like, but no, he was just like, oh, just use this orb. I'm gonna go eat pizza now. And then, like, that's it. Like, I don't know. The villains, it was very, I'll give you this. They weren't very villainous. It was, exactly. It was very Spielberg-y in the spirit of the villain 
can't being outsmart able to, the kids. They were, no, the villain was able to kill people in the stacks, but not actually do it up close. Right. Like, like it's just, I don't know. Like, like they, they, they just like, like the answer's right there, villain. The answer's right just, there. Just do it. You almost did it before. <laughs> just do it now. Or like, like you literally have the power to end all this right now, but you don't. And then you like like through the power of friendship and children and innocence, they always they beat win. the the misunderstanding adult. Okay, so <laughs> so so um, what's her name? Uh, Artemis. Artemis shuts down the force field, and they get inside. And the third trial was playing um, adventure. adventure on the I forget like Atari. the Atari, right? So she they have uh the the nerds playing this and they can't beat it. But one does, like he gets to the end of the game and beats it, but it doesn't work. And then he dies. Yeah. You have to do the Easter egg in that game because it's the very first Easter egg in video game history. And uh Wade knows that, so when he gets there he does it. And that's when he gets teleported to heaven. Well no, know. he gets the three keys, but yeah. since he's on the H's van and the in the real world H's van yeah. is being tracked down by Finale. He's like he's like moving around and obviously since the suit, you know, copies your movements in the real world or in in the Oasis, he he can't put the key last key in cuz he's getting knocked around and shit. Yeah. Uh so finally uh, he's eventually able to get into um the the last trial or whatever and that's when he's presented with the um contract and he turns it down. And then he's transported. Oh, we forgot to mention about the bomb. Um, Sorrento's ace bomb. in the hole. Yeah. yeah. His last resort. Uh, just blow everything up. So he has it, this bomb it, that it blows kills, everything up. It kills all avatars on the planet. Yeah. That was his, his mega bomb. And obviously since, you know, Wade called all the gunters to this planet, basically everyone starts back from zero. Yeah. Which would cause worldwide pandemonium, I think. Yeah, it would. But, <laughs> it would. <laughs> but um, everyone's just has a live feed to what Wade is doing with Anorak, so they kind of don't care at the moment. Yeah. So everyone is still on their, you know, vid feeds watching the Oasis, but watching um, Wade interact with Anorak. And if you're asking why Wade is still alive, it's because he got a second life. He was given a quarter by the curator of the Halliday, Halliday Museum library. library place because he won a bet. Um and uh, it turned out to be an extra life. It turned out to be an extra life. The quarter he gave him was was a an artifact that that turned that gives you an extra life if you die. And so he finishes, puts the key in, gets sent to um, Halliday's real life. Yeah, like room. his attic or like, like yeah, his, his room, his, bed, his, his bedroom. Uh, his and he sees room. he sees kid version of him and the adult version of him. And uh, he gives him a nice little heartwarming speech about. I don't know. The only living thing, in real life, yeah, right? The only because th- reality is the only thing that's real. Yeah, so he's pretty much saying, "Stop playing video games and yeah. go go live in the real world." Which <laughs> I need to. We need to talk about that. Oh, do we? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Because I I feel like with you know every movie out there, or not every movie, but like with most movies out there, there's always like you know the lesson you need to learn, or you know the obstacle you need to overcome, you know something that makes the character grow and makes them realize that everything they've been doing either has been for something for something yeah. <laughs> yeah so i actually had this conversation with my friend right after i saw the movie uh-huh. that last speech 
I, I have been told by my best friend who actually read the book is the point of the book. That last speech he said to me anyway, I'm not sure if this is true or not, um, but I, I mean, I trust him, uh, was kind of, I guess, technically word for word what Halliday said in the book. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, you have to live in the real world because reality is the only thing that's real. That's why I said it. Reality is the only thing that's real is like the last quote that he said. Um, and for me, someone who hasn't read the book and seen the movie, that speech, that line fell deaf. Like yeah. it didn't fit. It didn't really hit me. It wasn't really inspiring. And I think, well, I, I don't think, I know that it's because it would only work if they actually showed us that there were good things that happened in the real world. Yeah. Like, yes, he fell in love with Sam, but that's another That was the thing. only That's good literally thing. the only thing good thing that happened. His aunt and his aunt's like his boyfriend, whatever, died. Like everyone's still in poverty. Like, you know, he his real life, their real life as friends, wasn't portrayed as something that was worth it. Everything in the Oasis was amazing. Might I offer an explanation? Your friend said that this was ripped from the book, like like word, word by word. word. Yeah. When you take something from the book, the entire book has been leading up to the moment. Yeah, of course. It's it fits. When you take a movie, this movie, nothing like the book, basically, and then just decide to take this passage and put it at the end. You're not getting the same message. Of course. You're not, not getting the same because in the book. In the book, <laughs> Wade and Artemis have a nice conversation about what they would do when they get the Easter egg, or if oh, they get the Easter we, egg. We get, and we, we find get, out. We get one one kind of inkling to what's going to happen af- in the movie. We yeah. talk about it in the beginning when they first meet, and a little bit later, and then that's it. Yeah. Obviously, in the book, they can talk ad infinitum. Right. Because but like they had like specific plans, and Wade's was more... Selfish. Selfish. He wanted to get away. He didn't like anything about the world. So he his plan was like childish, but he was like, I'm going to get a spaceship and I'm going to fill it up with all my favorite stuff and I'm going to leave Earth because I hate this place. <laughs> and Artemis was like, well, maybe you should um, reconsider that. Maybe the world is worth saving. And like, you know, then towards like through his journey, he warms up to that idea and like thinks that the world is worth saving. Would have fit. But you didn't get any of that in the no, movie. No, not at all. That's you didn't better. get it's, any. You didn't get any interest in like saving anybody. Like this resistance didn't fit because Artemis never was just like this noble character or like ever like oh I care about people and I want you know everything to be better. She was just like this is the resistance because I hate I why it's like okay I guess well, I, mean, I I I I also think that that would have fit if we just got more with that like you obviously there's a resistance like even if wade didn't know it he was a part of the resistance anyone who is against ioi is the resistance yeah but (laughs) going to her little ragtag team of like five friends yeah and she's just like sitting down on this rooftop whatever and she's just like welcome to the resistance and there's just like nothing around you and then they don't even mention it ever again after that was i think like she could have just said Welcome to my apartment. Yeah. <laughs> and that would have worked Those just my as roommates. well. Yeah. You know, you yeah. didn't have to make it like it was this serious thing. Like this was the resistance. Like I expect, you know, if, if she said this is the resistance, I expected to see people with guns, like people with like um, hacked visors that they could like do two avatars at once or something like that. Like yeah. 
them actively trying to not only just take down or get the egg, but also take down IOI. And that's what we didn't see. And that's another reason why real life was not, was, was not worth saving compared to the Oasis. So when at the end, Halliday gives him the egg, and he's just like, here, live in the real world. I, if I was Wade, I'd be like, the real world sucks. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the owner of the Oasis now. I'm going to be here all the time. Yeah. It just, it just didn't fit. Yeah. So it ends with um, Finale not being able to, or like, yeah, she she wasn't able to get them, right? Like something happened to her? She, she gets hit she, by a car or something? Jumped, no, she jumped onto the truck where, where uh, what's right. the H, and H, H is, is driving, and, and then Wade is in the simulation. Yeah. Uh, and then Daito, who's Japanese, does some cool kung fu, which is a little racist. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and he gets beat up by Finale, which I was I, at that point I was just like, finally she does something good. Now shoot that kid in the face, but, but she obviously doesn't. she doesn't because Artemis then tackles her and she just really easily flips her away. But then Sho, who we find out is an eleven-year-old Chinese boy, throws a was an oxygen tank or anything. Yeah. At her, she falls out of the truck hits the ground hard and rolls. And at that point, the entire theater was just like, yeah, show, because he's an 11-year-old kid. Yeah. And he just killed someone. So I think that's he awesome. might be Japanese. I think they're both Japanese. No, Daito was Japanese. Show was Chinese. Really? In the movie, yes. <sighs> All right. Another change from the book I don't appreciate. But whatever. Um, so, Correct Sorrento. me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure that's right. Sorrento decides to to get a gun he just grabs a gun and then it's like i'm gonna go kill these kids then very very last part yeah very last like after his avatar dies yeah yeah, he's just he just gets in a car gets a gun he's like i'm gonna kill these kids i'm gonna murder these kids well i mean i can i can understand his frustration i guess but like that i mean i I would never want to kill a child but you know i'd kill a kid (laughs) no no problem just point which one (laughs) i'll do it any one of these I'm just kidding. Actually, the kid would have to deserve it. Yeah. I would. Yeah. So yeah, he's obviously very upset. He's frustrated. He he lost. You know, he has got nothing to lose at this point. Uh, so he he grabs a gun and he he goes to wherever they're headed. They're headed for the stacks back to yeah. where uh, Wade lives. Yeah. For protection. Yeah. Well, he calls out to people on the Oasis, and he's just like, "If you're by the you know Columbus, Ohio stacks, come out and protect us." Yeah. So and there you know obviously a crowd forms. To try to like keep Sorrento away from the truck, but he's got a gun. Yeah, so everyone's so like, Whoa. everyone backs the fuck off because they don't want to die. Um, and then by the time he gets to the truck, uh, he has the he has the egg. Yeah. And then so he's and just then the cops gonna, come. Yeah, the cops come right in time, and Sorrento doesn't do anything because you know he's a bitch. Yeah. So he gets arrested, and then Ogden comes out of nowhere and he's like congrats it's me simon Pegg, and i have an american accent um and he's just like all right sign this contract and you'll be the owner and he's like no i want to be part owner with the rest of my friends so the high five becomes part owners of the entire oasis, oasis. yep and they become instant trillionaires <laughs> yep. um and then the movie ends right Almost. Well, yeah, but I mean, we should talk about like what happens. Um, so they sign the thing. He, we find out that uh, Ogden Morrow slash Simon Pegg was the curator. He was the curator. He, he yeah. was the one that flipped him the coin. He was able to help. Uh, and then, obviously, like I said, they become really rich. And then this is another part that, like, really, I was just like, 
that's it. So, like, th- there's a voiceover, and Wade is talking about how, you know, the new rules of the Oasis, they closed it on Tuesdays and Thursdays because they want people to live right, in the real right, world. Right. And then they see a chair, and it's Wade and Artemis, Wade and um, Samantha, and they spin and they kiss, and it's just like, okay, they're happy, but, like... The rest of the world. Yeah! Like, there was worldwide famine and poverty and, like, and then what? Like, yeah. the entire movie just kind of leads up to... Yeah, these two people are happy. But then nothing else changes. That was one... That was another big gripe that I had. That, like, they they had ideas for, like, what they were going to do and try to save the world, help the world, you know. We are now trillionaires. We can do whatever we want. I want a studio apartment with yep. you to live with me and for us to live happy ever after and fuck everybody else. Yeah. I uh, didn't like that. Oh, really? <laughs> you didn't like that? I didn't. Why? <laughs> Why didn't you like that? For all those reasons I it just may, mentioned. No, but it, uh, I just don't get it. What are you talking about? It's so it's such a great Spielberg did it. Did you know it that? Didn't, did you it know didn't Spielberg wrap, did it? I didn't wrap up. We didn't we didn't get any ending for anyone else. We only got an ending for Wade and Samantha. Yeah. And I was disappointed. Yeah, I'll say I was disappointed for sure in this whole movie. Well, well, you know, like, cause, <laughs> all right, even even without talking about the book anymore, I won't. I promise. <laughs> He's lying. I'm in the book. No, uh, seriously, book. just as a movie, it didn't work for me. Too many plot holes. Villains were bumbling idiots. It felt like well, it was an '80s movie, so it felt like. It did it like it like no. it felt like a really no. bad like it did not. I feel like like Spielberg was like I'll just do it I always <laughs> like he was just like I got rubbing I his still, hands together I got this over his don't worry. Of money. he was like don't worry guys like I'm good at this and like he was I mean I don't want to say that Spielberg lost it but it's just there was a lot of material to cover that they were gonna try and put into one movie. They rearranged I, things to the point where it wasn't what it what like the the source material mm-hmm. was. Everything was sort of just like references, references. Hope you don't focus too much on the plot. Here are some more references. Isn't this cool? And then you just had like an ending that's just like, yep. Like the villain literally like had the gun pointed at the heroes and was just like, oh, you got the Easter egg? I guess it's over. Well, time to go. <laughs> it's like, you, scrappy bunch it's like of you win. Damn you. Aww. I'll get you. And that's no, it. <laughs> like, like, no, you're going to jail. And that's it. Like, and then, like you said, like, no one like benefits Nothing from changes. this except for Nothing the happens. high five. Like, yeah. that's it. I I literally learned nothing. Like the the like the Oasis stuff was fun to watch, but there was no there was no magic. There was no Spielberg magic that I I was just like, if it's not going to be like the book, at least give me some of that. Like, I feel like he used all the Spielberg magic in the Oasis. Like when they went dancing on their first date, that was great. That was awesome. That was great. Uh, all the little tools and little, um, weapons going to like the Oasis store. Uh, anything that was in the Oasis, I thought was the magic, like, um, bringing in a Gundam to fight Mechagodzilla and then also having Iron Giant. Like, that was Spielberg magic. Read that. Read the scene. That was what I not even what he put into the movie because I'm sure he did a little bit more, but also he doesn't really need to do much anymore. He's Spielberg. Yeah. He just, you know, he gets... But that's the thing. Spielberg read this book and was just like, I'm gonna fucking make this a movie because it's so good. And, like, and I, like I said before... 
it wasn't obviously just him. Like I said, scriptwriter, screenwriter, photographer. Apparently, uh, the screenplay was written by the author. So then, nobody should be nobody should be against what? this movie. What are you talking about? If of course, the screenplay was written by the author. That. Double check that. Find out. Obviously, I'm not. I'm not hundred percent. But <laughs> if it was. I'm still unhappy with this movie. That makes it even worse. That adds insult to injury because if you made this amazing book, like you're not going to do it justice by writing this. You're going to write this. Like I'm like I said at the beginning though, you have to adapt it to the screen. There's just so you you said yourself there are too many things that have to happen in this book that could be Which put is, into one movie. Uh, I disagree that it should have made, been made into a two-parter or maybe even a, a, a three. Three-parter would be stretching it, but two-parter would be great. I, I and what if this? What if maybe even the author was just like, no, I don't want it to be a two-parter. Let's just do it. You know what shot. I think happened because I I also I I believe that this was his first novel. Yeah. That he he was he got published. Like he he published this thing, it blew up, like without him like realizing how big it was gonna be, and then Spielberg came up to him and was like, "I need you to write the screenplay for this movie because I'm gonna make it," and then he was like, "Oh fuck," like he was like waiting over his head. Hell yeah, I'll do it. And he was like, "All right, I'll I'll do it," and then he was just like, "Oh man, I don't know how I'm gonna put this on screen. Uh, uh, I guess the puzzles will be really easy, and I'll give this person a total character change and and." Uh, and uh, I'll have no real resolution at the end. But I'll get Simon Pegg do a minor role. So he wrote the screenplay. Yep. In terms of acting, um, my favorite in this entire movie was Halliday. Whoever they got to do Halliday, um, Mark Rylance, great, so good. Like that's yeah, exactly fun. the hot holiday I had in my head. Like he was like this awkward, yeah, super nerdy, genius, yeah, super genius, who like, like kind of on the spectrum, who like had yeah, like he had like 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 this weird sense of humor. Like you know, like he would laugh to himself and like like say like a like the corniest thing, but he'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was good. I like it was it. great. Was I good. just I I love Simon Pegg. Yeah, Ogden has a bigger role in the book, obviously. So I was as soon I mean, as I so does everyone. Yeah, but I saw Simon Pegg and I was like, oh sweet! So that he's gonna do all the Ogden stuff. Nope. He did none of the Ogden stuff, and I was like, what the? F- why? Well, he was a curator. That's Ogden stuff. Is it? I mean, it, apparently, yeah. He does. <laughs> he does more stuff. In the book. In the book. He does more stuff in the book. <laughs> We're not talking so, about the book. We're talking so about the movie. Talking about the book, but I'm talking about the book. Talking about the movie. All right. Um, um, but yeah, those actors. Who who are you? Who are you? Okay. Um, everyone like like you said because of the the whole Oasis being awesome and real life being sucky. Like you don't really care. Like everyone sort of like blended into the same person at one point. Yeah. Um, I was really I was really excited about Ben Mendelsohn because I love him, and I was like, oh, he's Sorrento. That's gonna be awesome. But he wasn't the <laughs> same was Sorrento. Wrong. He wasn't the same Sorrento in this movie. He's a bumbling corporate non like he doesn't know what he's doing he's kicking the balls oh wow it wasn't a kid that did it did a kid punch him in the balls kicked him in the balls kicked him in the balls a kid did it yeah right? we did it yeah yeah of course because it's the spielberg movie you're gonna have an adult get kicked in the balls <laughs> you can't have a spielberg movie without an adult being kicked in the balls did he do the cross-eyed thing too because i can't remember it's just like no, oh kids it. like nickelodeon or something i don't know uh, how many? Uh, how many? Uh, 
How many, um... <laughs> Uh, anyway, okay, here this. comes the score, I Let guess. Let think of this. Um, we'll Let do score and then final thoughts. Yeah, how do you... We're how almost many... there, guys. Thanks for sticking with us. Yeah, because not only have we... I, I, I watched this movie like two weeks ago, kind of like forgot it because like I, I wasn't enjoying it at all. I saw it twice. He saw, you saw it twice. Um, so, and, and I was... not go- to say it was a good movie, just I wanted to see it twice. And it was a beloved book, so like I was jumping around way too much and... Well, here we are. <laughs> um, How many Mecha Godzillas would you give this? Out, out of 10? ten, I would give this. I'm gonna give this like, mm, meh. I'm gonna give this a lot of calculation going on. Yeah. There. Cause listen, man, I love the book so much. I'm trying to find the good things in this movie to not make this a low score, but it's gonna be a. You gotta give it what you gotta give it. Considering the fun stuff, the Oasis stuff, the the, the club, the fight scenes, mm-hmm. I'm going to give final it recap, recap. six Mechagodzillas out of ten. Six Mechagodzillas out of ten. I'm going to give it five Mechagodzillas. <laughs> I'm going to give it five Mechagodzillas out of ten. It just, yeah, it just wasn't, this wasn't what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't going to be like the book, it should have been a good movie, but it wasn't. Too many plot holes, bad villains. You and I have a very Different. drastic difference between the numbers of our score. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Not. I'm not saying like in this movie or like in general. I'm just saying like what we think, what numbers mean what. Yeah. Yeah. Because ask me. All right. So how many? Um, how many? How many nut kicks to an adult <laughs> out of ten do you give this? How many uh, painful how many, Sorrento balls? Yeah, how many ball kicks out of how many Spielberg ball kicks out of ten do you give this? I was giving this a six. Really? Yeah, I I definitely thought it was fun. Like I said, the uh, Oasis parts were my favorite parts, but there was a lot that just fell short. It was it was beautiful. It was absolutely gorgeous, um, but the human interaction, Ty Sheridan was okay, Olivia Cook was i feel like she wasn't even a character like art like the real version of artemis Didn't do any and even and even like their interaction between like artemis was just like you don't know me you'll never understand me i'm hideous you don't know what i look like and then it's just like oh you have a scar on your face it wasn't even a scar it's a birthmark. birthmark like really like that's i kind of makes do? you hotter i don't that's even what's, know. that's what you're gonna like hang yourself up on like that annoyed me and yeah. also kind of just like their romance because like i kind of felt like it was shoehorned yeah um I thought Sorrento was a good enough villain up until like the last quarter of it, and I didn't like Irock. Uh-huh. I thought that he was a good character. I, actually, that's not true. I liked Irock. I don't like T.J. Miller. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and and Sho Daito and H were all kind of unnecessary. Yeah, they were just there. So so they I'm never, giving this. They never helped or I'm giving, really. Giving this six six crotch kicks. Six six Spielberg, six Spielberg ball, crutch, yeah. crutch, crutch kicks crutch out kicks. of ten. Cool, cool. Um, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, let me know or let us know what you think. Yeah, please. Um, let us know what parts you liked. Let us know what parts you thought we got wrong. If you've read the book and you really want us to review it, let um, us know. Let us know because I want to. Obviously, I, I want to talk about. I will the review book. that shit. Um, yeah. 
because obviously, I mean, I'm, I, I know so many people that have read it and told me that it'll be amazing. So I guess I have to go read the book now. Yeah. Um, yep. And and then we will talk about in the future how terrible the adaptation was. Yeah. But I'm still holding fast to my whole beginning spiel about how, you know, you should never judge a movie by its book. For sure. But you need to judge the book. You need to judge the movie by the movie. Right. And in this instance, the movie wasn't great. I don't. I'm not gonna say it wasn't good because I gave it a six. It wasn't great. It mm. was okay. It was good. It wasn't great. Okay. But like, think about all the Harry Potters. Like I said, the Lord of the Rings. Right. Like those adaptations. Harry Potters are hit or misses, but the the Lord of the Rings adaptations was good. But they they diverged a lot from yeah. the book. So like yeah. you have to. You but have that's to the work. thing. You can you got, do you it. Work with it. It can happen. Yes. You can make good stuff from books. You like can... the first five seasons of The Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Or like Game of Thrones. Oh, they, yes. Drastic changes from oh my the God. book. He's, he's he is not done with it. He's not done with it. They're finishing <laughs> it's, the series. It's a, it's a fucking but amazing it's great. Show. It's a great show. Do that, Spielberg. Do that. With too late, but you know, do that. You should have done that. He sh- yes, he should have. Should have, would have, could have, though. So Yeah. So, again, let us know what you think. Let about us know. Where, where can they reach us? Stuff, where can they reach us? Where can stuff, they reach us? Where can they find us? Stuff. Where can they see us? Where can they? That's it. All right. I'm not All a rapper. Right. So if, if, you, if you want to write us a book and you really have lots of words to say, you can email it at us at relativelysubjective at gmail.com. If you have a lot less to say <laughs> to us, yeah. Twitter, you can tweet us at relsubpod. Uh, and then Instagram and Facebook, we have pages at Relatively Subjective. And uh, find us on YouTube as well, Relatively Subjective. Yeah. Um, and uh, you can find our podcasts on Podomatic and Podcasts.com. We're going to be getting it up on iTunes ASAP yeah. because that's what most people listen to podcasts on. Makes sense. All right. Uh, until next time, I've been George. And I have been David. And uh, keep all your um, player ones ready. Ready your player one. Ready your player one. Ready your player ones, everyone. And we'll see you for ready player two. Not gonna happen. <laughs> no. No. I wouldn't want it to. Either nope. Way. Not gonna see it. Not gonna review it. Sequel. No. What? What? What would you do if Ernest Klein wrote a sequel? If he wrote a sequel, yeah. I read the shit out of it. Okay. If he wrote the screenplay for the sequel, I'm not gonna go see it. <laughs> you can tell me what it's like. I will definitely. Okay. Until next time, everyone. Have a great day. Bye. <laughs>